Hello and thank you so much for joining Inspiring African Travel. Join Julia, James and Stuart on our podcast journey as we aim to bring you interviews with really inspiring people involved in tourism right across Africa. We'll bring you stories from amazing women breaking gender barriers, stories of hope and empowerment, and we're going to be sharing our passion, tips and experiences of responsible travel in this incredible part of the world. Hello everybody, welcome to Inspiring African Travel and the three of us are together again, me, Julia and Stuart over in South Africa. We're all hooked up on Zoom and uh, well, we have had a lovely weekend. We've been quite busy out and, out and about in the bush and work has been quite busy. So we're, um, we thought we'd get together and chat about a few things. But uh, before I do that, Jules, what, uh, what have you been up to this weekend? Eh? Have you had a nice time? Yeah, lovely time. We've actually just been out on a boat today. We did a long boat cruise up the Tamalakani and into the Boro River. It was beautiful. Lots and lots of lilies and it's looking stunning. Yeah, and the weather was nice. Perfect. Judging by the screen, I appear to be, I've got to caught a bit <laughs> the sun or maybe the tone on this, this uh, Mac is not, uh, not so great. Stooge, what you been up to, mate? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's also been, um, I think we, we can feel that, that little winter tinge coming in, you know what I mean? So trying to get out um, before, before it gets too, too cold. So had a nice little bike ride this morning, probably my first in about eight months. So um, I managed a, um, a spectacular 20Ks. Um, you know, when you get that burn feeling in your legs trying to get up hills. So I had I had one of those proper. So, but it was like, a, it was nice just to get out, get some fresh air and see what's happening. You know, I mean, there's definitely like a, there's definitely like a vibe. You can check where we went riding today. Quite a lot of people around lots of bikes lots of runners stuff like that so it's like it's nice to see people still getting out and uh, at least being active you know by the way i've been watching a fair yeah, bit of yeah. sport as well um i definitely yeah. haven't got the masters uh on the tv on in the background no definitely not no no good <laughs> so doesn't mind if i watch a lot of sport though eh? no no good i don't i get on with so were you were you that guy on the couch the whole weekend huh with your feet up <laughs> There was a lot between of that. sports channels. Yeah. Nice. IPL, cricket, Masters, plenty of that. So we've been lucky. I mean, we really have been out and about a lot over the last, what, month and a half. We've been yeah. to some amazing places. Um, and we're going to use this opportunity in this podcast to talk a little bit about some of the cool places that we've been to and some of the things that we've seen. But also, since all three of us work in the travel industry here and focused mainly on Botswana, but also uh, surrounding countries, we thought we'd use this opportunity because we are seeing international travel start to come back. And, you know, we thought we'd share a little bit about our experience and how it's going and share that information with our listeners. Um, those who are in the trade who could use some of this information and also those of you who are keen uh, to get out and come back and visit Africa, it's all possible. So we'll share a little bit of that. Um, those of you who are listening on the podcast, don't forget that the YouTube channel is up. So this very podcast that you're listening to will be on a video version. We're currently looking at our mugs on Zoom and we'll blend in some of the amazing footage that we've picked up over the last month and a half on these trips that we talk about after this. So 
that'll be well worth it. And Stu had this great idea that we should um, close the podcast out with a sunrise and some amazing audio that I picked up when we were at Camp Ocavango. Uh, it was just spectacular. And, you know, I, I for one, could spend um, hours listening to the sunrise chorus, but we thought some of you might enjoy two or three minutes of the sound of the African bush uh, to close out the podcast. So that's what we've got in store quite a lot. And um, I thought maybe we should just kick off with you, Jules, because you and your team um, at Safari Destinations take care of a lot of international travelers. Mm. You're, you've obviously been hands-on with your team helping these first international travelers come in. How's it gone? Yeah, it's, I must say it's gone smoothly, mainly because we've checked and double-checked and triple-checked because we've had our first international travelers in a year. And it's, it's, it went well. Um, we had people traveling over the Easter weekend, just before, after. We still have a few people traveling now. It's been really great. It's been motivating the team just to see that we have people traveling and there is hope um, in terms of just moving across camps or PCR testing. I think we finally got it down to a T. The people who have come have traveled and have managed to even cross countries. So we've, we've done trips where they've gone across to Namibia, they've gone across to Zambia, uh, Livingston, they've gone across to Vic Falls or Victoria Falls um, in Zimbabwe. And the border crossings have also been smooth. So they've gone through. So travel is possible and we are hopeful. Yeah. I must say, I mean, it's, it's exciting to hear. What's the vibe like though? I mean, so were you at the, have you been, I mean, I know you're on the ground, you guys are on the ground in Mound, seeing the people coming in. Have you been like at the airports, like seeing people come in, like our oh, guys, guys must be pumped up. Eh? Like, oh, can you imagine some of those international guys are keen to get out there, go on safari and, and see what, see what it's like. So what's it been like? Has it been really energetic or? Yes. Yeah. So, at the moment, we have tried to meet all um, the guests that are traveling. So once they come in and if they land in Mound, then the meet and greet team go and just see them and just make sure that everything's okay. Uh, if usually then towards the end of their trip is when they need to do their PCR tests. Um, it can either be in Mound or it can be in camp. So we would organize that and then the team would meet them again, help them with their PCR tests. And it's been, yeah, it's been it's good. But also the vibe in the camp is amazing because let's be honest, the camps are definitely not full. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's make no mistake about it. So these guests that are traveling through at the moment are getting royal treatment and mm. definitely, yeah. Like when I was in the camps, I was actually at... Camp Okavango when they had their first international guest come back since when is that since April last year mm. I mean a, a one year and charity that one of the waitresses was like grinning ear to ear constantly um, just running around and you can you pick up the vibe no, no question about mm. it guides are pumped everyone is so excited that although it's going to be a long road to recovery 
they're out there again. Guests are coming in. They're landing at the airport. I mean, I mean, that's the crux of it. Eh? I mean, like Botswana as a as a nation and as a as a as a country has always been like tourism is such a big part of the the country, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of take that away for a year, and like all those staff that have been so badly impacted, like for you guys on the ground there you know just for them to see that excitement like you said you know it's just like it's like this joy is just kind of come back and people are just keen i mean it must be as an international traveler if you like if you're willing to travel and you're keen to travel and uh, you know the pcr testing is probably one of the biggest obstacles um which certainly sounds like it's actually quite plain sailing from what uh, jules has been mentioning um it's probably one of the best times you could possibly want to be in botswana right yeah m- most definitely and also not only that it's there are few people traveling and as James said you get royalty treatment but in terms of even affordability it seems much more affordable to travel now uh, considering most of the camps have have frozen their rates since 2019 so um, it's great and there are also loads of offers out in the market at the moment that guests can take advantage advantage of it is worth adding though that the you talk about the vibe also Stu. i mean mm. it's a bit different now obviously because of all the protocols and everything um, yeah you know, when we used to do mainly communal dining where it was eating yeah. together in small families or one big table or quite often multiple tables where you can sit with the guides and the managers obviously that doesn't happen anymore Everybody, mm. everybody who's traveling in their own pod is on their own table. Uh, but, you know, it's good. It's good and it's important, you know, because you've got to make, you've got to take all the measures. And a lot, often people feel like, you know, they come to Africa and, you know, it's just going to be like running our own show here. But, um, you know, our lodges and, and I, I speak for most of the properties around Botswana um, take their protocols very seriously. Um, without making guests feel uncomfortable, obviously, but, you know, every staff member that goes to one of our camps and lodges has a rapid test before they go in there. And obviously, if the rapid test is positive, then, you know, they do a PCR test there to make sure. So no one's going to the camp with, uh, in terms of staff. And then, of course, all the international guests that are coming in um, have to have a PCR test before they come into the country. And even the domestic guests the domestic travelers also have to have a rapid test to come into the camp. So you, you're effectively traveling in a bubble and there's, there's no contact with the outside world because you are removing yourself from one remote camp to another one. So it really couldn't be any safer in terms of traveling now post, post-COVID. It's quite, from a travel perspective, Africa travel and traveling into like these, these far out wilderness places is 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 what it is it's remote right and like you said it's like you're traveling in a bubble you know there's not a lot of exposure in crowded areas and all those sort of things which is where where the where people get nervous i suppose trying to travel you know they're wondering how much exposure they're going to get to people where they have no control whereas actually the industry as long as the industry is taking it very seriously which they are it's uh, it's a really it's a safe environment and a safe way to travel you know and another another indication that things are back on track are the schedules the flight schedules and stuff you, you you mentioned it the other day yeah so we're seeing a lot more access into Botswana which is great we have Airlink that flies from Joburg to Maun five times a week at the moment 
And from the 1st of May, we'll have another link between Cape Town and Maun and twice a week, so that's great. And Ethiopian Airlines is flying into either Victoria Falls or Gaborone via Addis Ababa. So there's there are lots and lots of opportunities mm -hmm. to, to get into Botswana. And that's not all. There's also now with our local carrier here, Mac Air, they're flying across to Vict Falls from Kasani and it, it's a daily flight. So that is another connection that is quite key yeah, that's awesome. And I was also, what's I mean, obviously on the flip side, not the flip side, but on the other end of the the channel, obviously here sitting in Johannesburg and dealing a lot with the with the agents and and talking to people in the travel industry, like what's happening and stuff. You know, it's quite. I mean, it's funny, but like the phones are ringing. You know what I mean? There's WhatsApp messages. I've got some clients who are interested. Can we? Can they travel this date, that day? There's definitely a pickup, right? You guys have seen it too. There's like there's interest. People are. Um, the, the industry seems to be like shaking up and uh, people are kind of finding that uh, again, like keen to keen to get some bookings and have things ticking on. But you went down to Neisner recently. I mean, what's traveling yeah. in and around South Africa like? Mm. Yeah, so I did. I mean, I drove, so I drove down there and then I flew back. So it was, yeah, it was really easy. Eh? I mean, the drive, you know, it's always, it's, it's always, being busy. I mean, the garden reef got hammered. Remember it uh, in in December when when they stopped access to beaches and all of that stuff. They, the garden reef took a massive knock, um, and I think the industry it was heavily affected. So you, you know, it's quite nice to see um, quite a bit of movement around there. I mean, it's all lo it's all predominantly local travel. But I think the South Africans have been amazing in, tra in traveling locally. Then there was also the odd uh, German and, and and UK Brit guests that are obviously brave and able to travel or they spend long terms here you know swallows um traveling in and out so there's still quite a lot of that movement going on um so yeah really encouraging her and the flying easier i mean it's like you know cape town uh, it's flowing the airport's got everything jacked uh, you know there's no long queues or anything it's a it's a temperature check and a and a check into your flight and off you go so it's nice and you know it's, certainly it feels a lot more relaxed and and organized than it was when I traveled just after the lockdown when there were those long queues and filling out forms unnecessarily and all that stuff it's nice to see that that's kind of fallen away right and what was it like down in the cape I mean it's such a such a nice time of the year there late yeah. summer it's not too hot and it's nice cool yeah. cool warm well cool evenings and warm days was it was it yeah. lovely because I mean that's a deal now we've got if the guests can actually fly out, they can enjoy Cape Town and that Cape, Eastern Cape area now at the beautiful time and then fly up straight to Mount. I mean, that would be amazing. Was it lovely? Yeah, it is. Eh? And I mean, that, it is a night, you know, to get in there now before we see it gets deep into winter, because obviously they do have winter rain. So, you know, the Cape can get tricky in, in winter, but yeah, the garden route's beautiful. Eh? I mean, to, you're right. I mean, every, the afternoons were clear. We were out on the boat in the afternoon, checking out the Nisna Lagoon, you know, sundown of drinks, that sort of thing. So it's, uh, it's nice and it's easy. Also, you can, in a similar way, you can go to Cape Town, you can rent a car, drive the garden route kind of in your own space. You can interact or engage as much as you want. Um, and then, yeah, come back to Cape Town, bomb up a, bomb up a flight to, to Botswana and off you go, you know. So it's nice. It's, 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 a, it's available. Well, there you, there you have it from the horse's mouth, uh, a man in South <laughs> Africa <laughs> and, uh, and us here. 
definitely we're seeing it guys we're seeing we're seeing travel happening everything is safe everything is working and you know what you know we've we on the ground have got as Jules said at the beginning we double triple checking everything so every guest is in safe hands and if there is a delay on a PCR test result um, or we need to chase something up we're all over it and there's always a plan so come out here come out and enjoy it send your guests here it's it's stunning gorgeous at the moment and it's it'll be definitely one of the times to say you know i was there just after covid i had the whole of i don't know yeah. one of the winelands uh, one of the vineyards famous vineyards in cape town to myself and i had an entire concession to myself in okavango delta the stuff very very rarely happens and uh, now it's your chance to come and do it like this month we've seen guests come from the US from Spain from Germany from Switzerland so there is like travel is possible if you're willing to travel that's and, it and, mm. yeah awesome have you guys seen much uh, I mean with the whole vaccination program going on around the world I mean are you seeing feedback like some of those guests are being like specific saying yeah I've been vaccinated so I'm quite comfortable to travel. I think those yeah. guests that you're talking about are on their way soon. Those are the next phase yeah. that are coming in the next couple of months. The travelers that we've got were that I met certainly from America and Europe hadn't been vaccinated yet. Actually, four of them had, had already had COVID. They had had it before. Um, but the other two were just relaxed about traveling. Um, I don't know. U Europeans are a bit, a bit behind on their vaccination rollout, but let's, yeah. let's not go there. <laughs> now we're, we're getting people inquiring that what is it like to travel once you're vaccinated and if you still need mm. a PCR test so those are the kind of common questions that we're we're getting mm. now um, so you can see that they're ready and they feel safe now that they're vaccinated and they want to travel and talking of traveling uh, we've been all over the place over the last couple of months so we just want to take you through some of the highlights um, of where we've been Stu, not to make you jealous or anything, but uh, yeah, no. Go ahead, yeah. you've had your fair share of these experiences <laughs> as well. Our first stop, uh, we were on our way to Chobe and we there's been, as many of you might have been aware, uh, a prodigious amount of rain this season. Um, double uh, last year's rainfall, double most years, and some even more than that, uh, which is amazing. It's a good thing because we celebrate rain in the desert. And of course, down at Nata is um, there's a, a river which flows into the Mahari Pans, the Nata River, and that was flowing um, at one of the highest levels it has for decades. And so we had heard people were paddling on the Nata River and paddling around the, the Mahari Pans. So we went to stay at this place called Aselbi, spelt phonetically S-E-S-E-L-B-E, -E -E, a little backpackers, very eclectic, charming little place. Uh, it's not high-end luxury. But it was had a lot of character, and the owner there was super hands-on. And yeah, we paddled about a 25 kilometer section of this Nata River, which most people have never done before. Unfortunately, the level was just a bit too low to paddle out to the to the pans itself. Yeah. But the people that were there a few weeks before us um, were out there. It's, it was so cool. It was so different. Scenically, this big banks. You know, this river flows all the way from from just near the sources, just near Bulawayo in Zimbabwe. And then it comes through a few farmlands and it comes into, into Botswana. And uh, some lovely islands, big trees, uh, 
few goats, a couple of cows, very authentic nice. uh, African experience. Well worth it. And then, of course, we'll be going back there when the pans are dry, yeah. sleep out there. Where do we go after yeah. that, Jules? Well, we spent two weeks in Chobe. Uh, we worked from there, so we were working remotely from Chobe Game Lodge. We were lucky to get one of the management apartments. So it was really nice. We had a, little, a nice setup there, worked during the day, had the opportunity to go on game drives in the evenings. Um, and I think like we talked about it and on our podcasts uh, a while ago about how Chobe is so beautiful in the green season. Unfortunately, this time we couldn't get to Puku Flats. But the famous Puku Flats. Yeah. Um, it was all flooded, yeah. but it was just still so beautiful just to see so much of greenery. And we were there at the, the week that the river peaked. Yeah. Um, it was a very early flood this That's year cool. and the river Hi. covered the floodplains. It was it was beautiful. Oh, but uh, more, more to the point, we did a virtual safari day, which was insane. Uh, we were very lucky. Um, a lot of people did ask if we had any backup content uh, that we supplied for that virtual safari, but uh, actually, no, we didn't. Um, and we did stop the safari and we saw that amazing lion sighting at the end. That oh my God. I was just sending, because we, we were close enough at the lodge and we had good reception. I was just sending WhatsApp after WhatsApp of WhatsApp to Andrew, um, who's the marketing manager for Choby Game Lodge. He was like getting it live i was like this is the shot this is the shot and this big male lion was roaring as he was walking past the chobe river and then and then there was like one with the sunset behind i was like this is insane they were really like <laughs> epic shots i mean it would have been a photographer's paradise just <laughs> to be able to get those that footage in the meantime andrew's whatsapping me saying i don't know what to do with this content this is just <laughs> too much what's going on here <laughs> Yeah, but he did well. He did well, Flatty. <laughs> he did well. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool. Savuti was, ah, it was epic. I mean, obviously, it's not the, the peak of the dry season. And so the water hole in front of the lodge wasn't pumping with wildlife, but we still mm. saw, you know, nice game come down there. But mm. um, with all that moisture and the warmth from the day and the temperature dropping at night, in the morning, both mornings we went out, there was like this thick fog over the marsh and over the channel. And I was just thinking, you must have had some beautiful mornings yeah. when you were there living at Savuti. There was thick mist. Yeah. Thick mist, sorry. Yeah. Fog is, is a maritime uh, term. Yeah. Mist is for the land lovers, yes. Thanks, Bill. Yes. Well done. It, but it was, it was truly amazing. I think I've, I've always been to Savuti when it was dry, so... Mm just to see the land transform into such lush landscapes was was amazing yeah. you know i think it's incredible eh? some the 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 marsh reminded me a little bit of the serengeti at one point when i mentioned it right just when when mm. was it the marsh or yeah that was mm. the marsh yeah yeah, so yeah that's amazing you know i always when i lived there for me that was at this time at the time of the year you could see um more actually when it get got into the green season when the rain like started coming you could see that living there working in a camp you could watch you could almost watch the place change on a day-to-day -day basis like that's how quickly 
and, and it becomes like this lush environment. That's obviously when it comes out of the dry season into the green, which is really awesome. But the, like you guys say, now it's just, you know, when it's thick and it's beautiful like that, it's just, I mean, my favorite thing I used to do when I managed camps there was um, in the morning, once I once all the guests had gone out on the game drive, I'd grab my cup of coffee and I'd sit on the edge of the deck there and I'd just sit in, in exactly what you guys talked about, the mist, which is just like, Obviously, when at my time there, there was water in the channel. So I would just sit on the edge of the deck watching the Savuti channel with the mist or fog. What do you? Mist or fog? Mist. <laughs> with the mist kind of just rolling over. And, oh, man, just nice and quiet, peaceful. That's just, uh, that is what Savuti was for me. Because, yeah, man, that place is special. So, Stu, you used to live in the, in Savuti when, at the wilderness uh, property which is right there at the mouth of the Suvuti channel, is it? Or is it just after yeah. the channel comes in, comes in from, the, from the lagoon? Yeah, it's not far from the Zibeliangela lagoon. So, um, I mean, it's not right at the mouth, but it is, I mean, it, it, the mouth is in the concession. So we often used to do a drive, uh, grab a couple of beers, head up, the, head up the channel, and used to go and sit there at the mouth where the, where the channel kind of starts. So, yeah, not far from there. I remember those little time lapses and photos you used to take was yeah. just when you were managing there in the camps was just at the time when I was starting to plan my my cunning plan to come back to Africa and move to Botswana. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. That place is just mind-blowing, man. Any time of the year, doesn't matter. It's just like a, like a, it's a different world in different times of the year, but the game is always good. Like you guys said, I mean, you saw, yeah, so the, the where you were, it wasn't, it's not pumping with wildlife in the front of the channel, but it certainly is good. You know, I mean, you still saw good lion sightings, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really it's a special place. Though. The Savuti lions have like so. There's so much of dynamics there that it's so interesting to follow what they're doing and what's happening, and um, it's just quite mm. exciting to listen to the guides explain this to you, and then you just get the feel of how they live and what's happening and who's done what. Like James, James, probably you know more than I do because we saw the, the Northern Pride when we were there, right? Yeah, close and to they, the marsh. And, and they'd moved closer to the Marsh Pride's mm -hmm. territory, mm. which is quite interesting. Yeah, no, interesting yeah. dynamics there. And yeah, that's true. You got your fair bit of content thrown at you from that Savuti <laughs> trip as well <laughs> with all the dynamics, especially with yeah, that tail, yeah. um, that rogue male now mm. running around with, um, no plan um, and two prides of lion each each of those prides don't really particularly like him so yeah other than that we went for the Easter weekend to a place in the Okavango I've never been the western side the uh, camp called Makatu camp which is run by African horseback safaris we didn't go for a horseback safari um, and a lot of guests that go there aren't necessarily horse riders although if you are it's the place to go um, and it was, it's scenically beautiful. And the Delta is rising there as well, which is really weird because the floods haven't arrived yet from Angola. But because of all the heavy rainfall around the late season, um, it's picking up, which is, and, it, and there were some beautiful floodplains. Scenically, one of the most beautiful concessions I've been to, hey? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, we did some lovely boat cruises and game drives. And as James mentioned, it was just, it just looked beautiful. And we got the honeymoon, we got the honeymoon room. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, the tainted camp. What's the camp like? Yeah, it's really nice, nicely laid out. It's uh 
it's a, a, it's you know sand between your toes in the in the awesome. where you have the main area so there's a fire pit and you eat outside and um, nice dark woods and canvas tented camp um or you know that that very much the quintessential luxury camp not too fancy but uh, all the little luxuries that you need um i thought it was quite quite lovely yeah perfect my kind of place Definitely. And especially like the rooms were nicely spaced out. So you feel like you're in your little cocoons almost and or in your own space. You, you literally feel like you're the only person in camp when you're in your tent. Yeah, yeah very nice. Very yeah, well very spaced nice. out. Yeah. Um, and it's in the Abu concessions, Duke. Did you ever go to Abu or Siba? Yeah, I've only ever flown into the Abu concession. I kind of like, but cool. um, I know it's like, yeah, it's a very beautiful area. You guys right. have been busy, yeah? Nice. Yes, busy, but you know, out yeah. there enjoying, and we've been very lucky. Um, actually, we have been very lucky. We have. We we uh, we feel lucky, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Working yeah. hard during the weeks and doing our things, but at the same time, uh, like a lot of people keep saying to us, you know, when we're having Zoom meetings with other people and to our operators overseas, and you just tell them that you've nipped out to the Moremi Game Reserve and yeah. you know, um, at it. Kampokavango, they're like, oh, you're so lucky. And it's like, well, yeah, we are. We're, <laughs> and we're certainly making the most of it because this COVID crisis yeah. hasn't been a whole lot of fun. No. But when you go out to the bush, you genuinely do forget about it. You really, yeah. really do. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening and listening to our rambles. Hopefully, by the time I've edited it, it was somehow coherent and packed with a bit of useful information and maybe some inspiring stuff as well which is obviously the idea being inspiring african travel um but yeah from from myself and from jules and from stooge uh, we'd like to say thanks for listening and uh yeah we'll keep beavering away working on season three of our podcast which will be really nice as i said earlier we're going to be interviewing specialist guides um, with really cool uh, information to share with us. So inspiring stories about their background as we've always done, but we, we want to learn something really intriguing about uh, their area of expertise. So that's that's coming up, which will be really cool. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah, looking forward to that. They've got some amazing stories, those guys. For sure. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the uh, flip side, as you say. Bye, everybody. <laughs> nice one, Bye. See you later. Enjoy the rest of the golf, Stooge. <laughs> but don't go away just yet. As I promised at the beginning of the podcast, here is our little virtual audio experience of Dawn in the Okavango Delta we recorded last week. Just amazing to sit and imagine yourself there watching the sun rise in Africa as the chorus of the morning surrounds you. Enjoy it. Bye, everyone.